Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Today's episode is sponsored by Narked at 90, so let's find out a bit more about them. Narked at 90, their tagline has been beyond technical, which describes them pretty well. John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over 20 years ago. They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a 30-year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment and products of a universally recognised unparalleled calibre. Their ability to be adaptive and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during COVID. Using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators. They also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, Narked at 90 can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. Narked at 90 have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers, and are the longest serving and sole and UK European service centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing, repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Narked at 90 stock Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers. Based centrally in the UK, Narked at 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers. Bespoke cable assemblies. Advice on specific fitting requirements. Suggestions and guidance for home builds. Computer laser cutting and engraving. Pressure testing to simulate 400 metre dives. So, Narked at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide. Go to narkedat90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers. Narked at 90, large enough to cope, small enough to care. Hello everyone, welcome to the Big Scoop Podcast. My name's Dean, I am your dive master for this episode. And with me, by the power of Zoom... Oh, all, all the way in Pakefield is... <laughs> Hello, my name's Gemma and I am your co-host. Yeah, I've been eating lots of Smarties this morning, so... Uh, oh, I haven't. What? <laughs> a little bit of hype, though, after yesterday. It's <laughs> all oh, <saw> the E-numbers. <laughs> I didn't really say that. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Woo. Uh, so we are... Um, well, we are proud, proud to say we are now full face mask qualifiers. Yeah, Paddy's speciality. Yes, yeah, so I'll try and clap, but I can't. <laughs> Steve Lyons and John Osmond have even less hair now after yesterday. <laughs> we we might have put them through, what did you say? Ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were some ups yeah. and there were some downs. Uh, yeah, there were, I think, for more of us, I think. But the main thing is we all qualified. And I discovered I don't particularly like cold water. <laughs> no, and you're an experienced diver. I know, I know. You surprised know. me. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. yeah. But you did actually it. actually feel my hands. I can't actually feel my hands now. That's you can just, actually that feel was, I can now, but yeah. yesterday I got to the like afternoon. I was like, oh, I can't feel my left hand now. Yeah, so we will tell everybody where we went. We went to Gil Gildenberg. Gildenberg Water. Water. Well known, well known water near Peterborough. Yeah, it's in Cambridgeshire, P seven postcode. So it's quite it's smaller than Stony Cove. Um, the water temperature was five to six degrees, I'd say. If you're lucky. And we went down to a depth of eleven and a half meters on the first dive. So yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing about yesterday was all about doing the skills and getting qualified. And it was, and the water was, yeah, as we said, cold. And it wasn't about the actual dive as much, was it? No, it's about doing the skills. So the skills we had yeah. to do were 
partial flood of the mask and clear yeah. it. A full flood. <laughs> Handstands. Lay on your side. Lay yes. on your back. Lay on the other side. Just to demonstrate the way the mask operates in different circumstances. And then... We, we did some communication. We did. We tried. Hold on. I don't know whether my mic will pick this up. Let's see if we can get this. I've got my uh, full face mask here. I'm going to try. See if I can get it to work. See if the mic will pick Mine works. So what I'm doing, I'm wet my fingers, and on the comms kit, on the full face mask, that's Neptune 3, uh, they've got a Mercury system. Yeah, mine's going channel screws. 1. Yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah. Anna. You have to keep your fingers on it. Yeah. This is going to sound really weird to people just listening to the podcast and not looking at us. Shush, shush, shush. Hold on. So anyway, I'm not sure that came across well for the podcast, but you're going to let us know. But anyway, so this is a new chapter for us. Uh, yeah. So there's in? a bit of um, visual we put on our social media. So we're now showing our Neptune 3 full face masks. Yeah. So they've got the comms kit here. And you can even put a GoPro on the top and you can put torches and on. And Steve Lines, I was most jealous of his yesterday because he had twin torches one either side yeah which i thought was really cool looked like some kind of spaceman uh who's the character out of star trek um a name now borg might be borg yes it's borg <laughs> borg has got a thing on the side of his head if you trekkies are out there let me know that i've got that right but i'm pretty sure it's borg yeah. Gemma's looking at me blankly yeah that was um, yesterday. So um, there were two other students with Ian and I. Oh, um, dripping water everywhere. Bobby Marley and Phil Hawkins. And we know Phil. He's a dive master at Crystal Seas. Yep. And we all, yeah, qualified. But, yeah, it wasn't with it at, without its um, ups and downs. John Osman, didn't he, you know, he had, he had long hair when we first met him. <laughs> Now he's got none. No, he pulled it all out yesterday. Hi, <laughs> oh, John. So I think it's probably, we have had a confined water practice with full face masks, but not with our Neptune 3s. And that maybe was some of the issues because we were in our masks no. the very first, well, it was. I no. I was just, mine. It was just flipping cold. I think you struggled with the cold more than I did. I didn't find, I, did, I, I don't, don't remember. Like cold. Oh, I don't remember my face feeling cold at all. I just was wanting to get the skills done. And uh, yeah, yeah, but we got there in the end. So I need new gloves because uh, they're split. New hood. <clears throat> oh, three. And um, I <laughs> and they were the only the, the three mil ones, which I normally wear for like summer and spring and autumn. But yesterday, um, I didn't want to wear five mil gloves doing skills because, you know, trying to do skills with really thick gloves nightmare at the best of times yeah um and i tried some funny enough at crystal seas um in the week i tried some sandy gloves oh my god they were so lovely they dry got, gloves they're dry gloves yeah they're dry gloves and they've got a little thing on the top and you can get the wire in. you have heated gloves and it's really it's really um an interesting point that you when you hear when you're freezing cold and you hear your instructor, yeah, not instructor, your dive master telling you how warm he is. Like, great, I feel so much warmer now. Yeah, he got a big FO from you, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't chuffed. No. He meant well, he meant well. Yeah, uh, anyway, so, uh, we, yeah, we, we've done that, and you'll be seeing more of us diving in the ocean reef, Neptune threes, as. Well, as we get diving more. Yeah, now. I can't wait. So diving yeah. next week first. Well, should be along uh, as conditions. So next weekend, next Saturday, we're with the Norwich crew, uh, river cleaning. So um, um, we're going to try a new spot. Uh, we haven't dived before there, have we? No, uh, no, we've got to check it out just to make sure it is safe to dive there and safe this, exit and entry points. 
yeah, this time last year we dived a bit further around in the river and we couldn't dive, but it was um, absolutely like uh, just a brown, brown, muddy stir, really, and couldn't, really see, couldn't see nothing at all. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, we had a lot of rain recently, so hopefully yeah. I'll watch all that through and that'll be nice and clear. Yeah. Um, we should say if anybody's got any questions about the Ocean Reef uh, face mask, about our experience or where you can get one and how you can start on a full face mask journey, then message us or email us and then we can give you some more details. I'll tell you what, my face, when I was in the w- water with it, did feel warm. <laughs> that was the only probably part of you that did feel warm. <laughs> probably the only part of me that did feel warm. Yeah. And yeah. Then, they, then I had to get rid of that warm spot and take that off <laughs> yeah oh how i enjoyed that <laughs> so anyway there was no filming going on no, I was like, no, 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 no there was there well was. john did yeah well, but i don't know we haven't seen any footage yet we've just put a few pictures up of yeah. on top of the water at the moment so yeah but i enjoyed it i thought it was an achievement what we did yesterday in such testing conditions it is, and we know we've had people on like Becky Cage and Scott, you know, who's just like in Antarctica and you know in the diving in the ice and all the time. And there's a lot of people diving much colder conditions. But, you know, be fair, we didn't probably weren't cut out, didn't have the right equipment for the no, cold. I remember Ke- uh, Becky Cage and Scott saying one, she picked up her mask and it was solid frozen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just. The- so yeah uh, it's um it's one of them things and i think you kind of get used to the more you do it yeah so yeah but no so so yeah any questions let us know and uh we can point but they're great these masks i have to say these are great on the surface you could you know you can open the valves you're not using your air and my air consumption on each dive was getting better Yes, yeah, yeah. It does take some getting used to. Um, oh, definitely. And obviously, yeah. if you're talking underwater, which we will be, you will use more air. But you can breathe through your nose. Um, and it's just... You're not holding a regulator? No, and you haven't got, you know, the hose on the regulator moving about. Visibility is better. I feel it's better than a normal half mask. Um, yeah. And I think... Because you haven't got a regulator in your mouth, you've got more f- movement with your yes. head. Yeah, yeah. We are putting these on our website. So if you are interested, um, you know, we can, we will be able to provide all the kit for these. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you're buying them from somebody who's we, we have done it and uh, you and actually using it. Yes, um, yeah. We are going to be using them. And um, the I think another interesting point is as well something that John said to me about the Neptune, or he said to us both, was the visibility from the sides, mm. you know, uh, so that you still got visibility where with some of them, but they, they have got... Um, frosted glass. Frosted glass. Or frosted, yeah, casing. You can't, so you can't see. Um, I don't know why they've done that, really, but yeah, mm. with some of them. But the Neptune 3, you, you, you have got that side vision as well. Yeah, and the Neptune 3 is Why different. Why I put my hands up? I don't know. <laughs> it's different to other full face masks because um, it's very, very difficult to free flow them. Uh, yes. The purge button, we obviously wore other face masks in our tri-dives and the purge button was very violent, but the purge on this is very subtle. It's a lot, yeah, a lot more It doesn't subtle. blow the mask yeah. off your face. It's, no. And... And a point that we will be coming to a bit in a few weeks' time is these are very open for customization. Yeah, watch this space. Us divers, um, we do like kit and things, don't we? So the whole they've got an extender piece around the around which goes around the head. So as Gemma said, the GoPro sits on top, and you can have. Um, you've got your obviously you've got your comms kit on the side by your ears, but you can also put your double torches, right? And you can also have them like hydro dipped, sprayed, and things like that. <laughs> so, watch this space because I think I'm going to be having mine done soon. Yeah. Yep. 
So, yeah, it's all exciting stuff, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Anyway, all good stuff. Yes. Um, so should we give a shout help. out to John Osmond, and who was our instructor, and yeah. does um, courses, well, basically throughout the UK. So Yeah, yeah. There's not many instructors either, is there, in the UK? No. And also then Craig Mainprize, who helped... Um, get us the masks and is the yeah. dealer or a dealer in the UK. Um, and he helped us help to set them up, yeah. get, get the comms on and everything. So yeah, he spent a good, what, hour, hour and yeah, a half, maybe really, two hours with really, us. Really good. Right? Yeah. So and get all these set up. Got everything set up. Uh, we've even got a spider strap on the back that kind of sits on the straps to make it a bit more comfortable. But, yeah. We should just explain what that is. So, um, a bit like your normal half mask. Sometimes you'll have like a padded piece at the back go on the strap. Yeah. To, uh, it's very, it's, it's similar to that. Yeah, yeah, yep. So we're all ready to go. And yeah, also, we need to to say thank you to John for the hats he supplied us yesterday. Some beanie hats. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. expecting that. So we were well looked after. Especially on a cold day, you know, nice warm hats with Ocean Reef logo on the front. I thought, yeah. uh, of course, I thought that was a nice touch, actually. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we can give you John's decals if you want a good instructor on how to uh, learn how to do. So patient as well, really good with people, um, you know, very good at uh, getting you back in the water and motivated. Yes. And, um, and checking that you're all right, you know, that's a big part of an instructor's uh, role, yeah. you know, is making sure, you know, their students are okay and they're safe and, you know. Quite and, a gift he was. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, we uh, really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was this weekend. And then the previous weekend, we spent the whole Saturday at the UK Go Diving Show. What a show. What Amazing. a show. Well, as I said on one of my posts, what a show, what a sport, you know, what a great uh, thing to attend to. Yeah. Yeah. And we had been to the previous years, 2022, 2021, we went to the NDAC sort of go diving road show. Yeah. And then 2020 was the road, the go diving show prior to lockdown, just before yeah. we all got yeah. shut down. So and I, I, I went to the one before that as well, mm. you know, before we started this. And it's, it, each year it's, it's lot better you know and yeah covid kind of got in the way a little bit and, yeah. but it's recovered really well yeah it had a real buzz know. about it and it yeah. was yeah lots of stands there there was an extra hall there which covered uk diving the main stage was there it was a big bar so it had really grown quite dramatically from last year yeah um i thought it was really good how they had the uk uh, section as well but uk diving um it, it was. It, it was really good. We we got some shouts out, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So obviously we um, went into the UK go diving um, area and saw our friends at Lundy Diving. So we saw yeah. Sam and Lee. Yeah. So and they that was their first time at the show. So I'm yeah. sure that was very su successful. Yeah. Um, and then it we had a few people coming up to us saying hello. You did. Yeah. Have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> some people who are you <laughs> we still don't know who they are no, so no. if you said hello to us can you just drop us a message so that we can yeah it's always good if you let us know your name because um, <laughs> yes. we can kind of give you a shout out as well yeah um uh, there were speakers at the show as well so um previous guests christina and kevin yeah as Christina was talking about sharks on the Saturday and then cave diving on the Sunday, and we had some great chatter with them and a little interview if, with them. Christina's been on loads of times, which is, you know, uh, we always hold Christina and Kevin, you know, they're inspirational people to us. Mm. And um, we always think in our diving, don't we? You know, yes, yeah. I was thinking of Christina like, yesterday. You know, how you know, how would Christina approach something like this, you know? And we always think of her five any rules. Mm. Um, you know, if you want to go back when we first speak to Christina, Christina uh, came on episode nine, episode episode twelve, Kevin came on and we spoke to Kevin episode thirteen. Uh, this is back in twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, then episode 21, 68, 70, 120 
too. And Christine's also featured in Women Dive, Paddy Women's Dive Days, mm. other things as well. So um, we've spoken to Christine loads of times and right so. Yeah, and Kevin as well has come on and done an episode, you know, on his own with us as well, which was great. Yeah, great photographer yeah. Um, and uh, really cool. We like catching up with, with them both, don't we? Yeah. It's so lovely to speak to them uh, face to face. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just great to just finally catch up with them and uh, yeah, see them, like you say, in the flesh. Yeah. So we've got a video that we've recorded, our conversation with, with them both. Um, so that's got to be... Hopefully try and get that out in the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, try and get that out in the next couple of days. Then we also spoke to uh, Patrick Widman, another speaker. Yes, we'd never met him before. Um, nope. He's a cave diver, rebreather diver um, based out in Mexico. So we had a natter to him. Yeah. Again, then, well, that video will be out as well, uh, yeah. hopefully this, later this week. Yeah. And then obviously at the end of this podcast, we'll put the audio of the interviews that we did with them. Yeah. Um, and then we saw Chris Jewell. Uh, yeah, I had a chat with him. Guest. Yeah. So in English. I uh, think he tried to get away. And we're like, Chris. Wow. <laughs> so we interviewed Chris back in 2021. One. Yeah. In uh, episode, of- episode 97 in November. Yeah. And that was recorded in the back of the Ford nugget camper van in Cheddar yeah. Gorge yeah, yeah it was wasn't it? found a lovely spot for, for uh, having a chat I think I don't know Chris didn't really know us well then and uh, <laughs> we, we kind of said we kind of bundled him to a van and picked him up from his house yeah <laughs> if, any, if anyone had seen, seen it they would think what's going on there <laughs> where's he going quick quick <laughs> yeah so we drove him up Cheddar Gorge so we went please take me home dropped him back home <laughs> yeah okay. so that was really nice to catch up with him and we've, he was. just gave us uh, what he'd been up to in the last kind of 12 months um, some yeah. more exploration um, and then out on the actual show floor we saw Grace Westcarth and her dad Ant yeah. so she came onto the podcast I think that was episode three wasn't it Grace was one of our very first yeah. Uh, guests. Yeah, and, so we'll, um, we'll be interviewing uh, Grace again soon because um, she's an ambassador, uh, ocean ambassador now, which is fab. And if she- you don't know who Grace is, you need to go find her, look her up on Instagram, um, Scuba Grace, and uh, always doing amazing things like jumping out, of a, jumping out of a perfectly good plane, like what other crazy people do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, free diving instructor, I believe now. She's tried free diving, yeah. She's done a rebreather, yeah. try dive, and she's now at I think it's Plymouth University, isn't it, Plymouth? Yeah. And she's doing a, a photography and ocean kind of science course, which is just totally up her street. Yeah. If you're not following Grace, get there and make sure you're following her, so you're keeping up to date with yeah. what she's up to. She is a lady of the future. Let's put yeah. it like that. We saw John Routley from Narked at 90. And yeah, our his lovely sponsor. Colleague Ash. Yes, so that was really lovely. Uh, who else did we see? Can we just say, we have, we unfortunately, our sweaters didn't come in time for the go diving yes, show. But, we've got but we are both sporting our posh new sweaters with spa, uh, spa, sponsored. I knocked at 90, so that's the smarties. <laughs> uh, uh, who else did we see? <laughs> uh, Megan and Dad, uh, they come up to us. Yes, uh, they were near she, the shark stand, weren't they? Come, uh, shark bite. Shark bite, that's it. And yeah, so Megan. bounding up to us. Yeah, she's a big fan of the podcast, so shout out to Megan. <laughs> uh yeah so and we caught sight of um ellen underwater ellen uh, but yeah. didn't have a chance to speak to her obviously andy torbett we had a little, yeah, had a little chat yeah. to him didn't we always good another to previous guest yes steve Whelan. we had a little chat with him didn't we, we did yeah uh who else did we talk? oh we didn't see dan but we did ca- uh i've been catching up with dan neckpath um who you will probably also know on instagram as wheels dan um, so he's got some things coming up in April. Uh, I think one of them is a marathon. I think. I think he's doing something with a marathon. That's right. He's the guy that went round Stony, isn't he? Yes, he's, he's he's got some records for going around, for his time going around Stony yeah. Cove. Um, so he's he's 
paralyzed, I believe, from the waist down. Mm-hmm. He's in a wheelchair. Um, and he's got he's got quite a beast of a car, 300C. This black the, thing. Um, black, <laughs> beefed up car. Uh, yeah. Looks awesome. It's, and um, so we're hoping to catch up with him in April, actually on site mm-hmm. at Stony Cove. Um, talk about some of the stuff that's coming up. So uh, yeah. look out for that. Yeah. Other shout outs we need to do. We saw Sean from SDC Watches. He had a stand. Oh, yeah. Show, yeah. So uh, mustn't forget him. And uh, Dave and Roger, who went, were with us on the Lundy dive trip on one uh, dive. Roger, Roger the Cabin Boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to let that, that name <laughs> that will always stick with him. Did I first call him that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then well, we saw... So you're on a dive boat and somebody presents his name. His name My name's Roger. Roger. My name's Roger. Just got to be Roger the Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we saw Dominic. Um, he had sent us two books, Salvamar. So yeah, he just kind of here. came up to us and just gave us these books, which was really, yeah. really lovely of him. Yeah. Um, Tom Wright at 03. So we yeah, went to see Tom and, and we saw Marcus and Sean. And Marcus, yeah. 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 Um, I think Alex that... at, Fo- at Fourth Element had a good chat with him. Yes, yeah, that's it. Um, Ross Kemp, we saw him speak. Um, yeah, I think Tr- that... Trudy at Santee. Yes, busy at Santee. Um, Matt Rivet. He, he tried selling me in another suit. <laughs> tried to mess you up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, Matt Rivet, we saw. We caught yeah. sight of Matt Ireland. They were Matt. local divers. Yeah. Uh, Scuba Libra, we saw uh, Kelly and. Carl. Yep. So yeah, there were lots of and um, familiar faces, you know, that you just pass by, and some man uh, came up to us, and we didn't get to speak to our friend over at Gooby Clubs because every time we went over there, he was, he was busy. Busy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we didn't get um, Robert Richard. Not sure. <laughs> no, I'm not sure, certain of his name now. But Robert <laughs> or Richard. We caught so but, Dean Dean Martin and Rambo gave us waves as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, didn't get, um, we really need to get them on at some stage, actually, because mm-hmm. uh, Rambo's got this new, well, not new, but it's uh, she's doing a lot more tours and um, yes, yeah. Trying to think of the right word. Um, expedition. Expeditions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we need to get her on at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, so all in all, the Go Diving Show was the best day. Uh, just there wasn't enough hours in the day, really, was there? Went so quick. Yeah. Went so quick. And uh, I, um, Sunday was Kiddies Day for me. And um, so I think go the Sunday. But, um, you know, it, hopefully, maybe next year, Scoob Honey yeah. will be with us next year. It's a long yeah. day for them. But, yeah. Um, and we did see Mark and Penny Evans and Luke. And yeah, we just want to say to Mark Evans what an amazing show it was, and uh, well done. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally enjoyed it, yeah. and um, we'll hopefully um, uh, be seeing them next year. Will be well. Yeah, yeah, and it was great to see um, the UK diving scene being highlighted as well, with so many exhibitors from around the UK, Scotland. We even spoke to a guy on the Isle of Skye, didn't we, with the dive yeah, boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, we, we enjoyed Ross Kemp as well, didn't we? We saw mm. Ross Kemp talk and a uh, great picture, I thought, of the background. I thought, yes, yeah. what, trying to recreate that. Yeah, Alex Mustard, that was another guy. Yeah. Yeah, we saw him. Ah, and Simon... Um, Simon Rogerson. Rogerson, yes. So yeah. who's also... Another previous guest. Yeah, yeah. So all these familiar faces. They are. That we've got yeah. to know over a course of uh, three years. Yeah, if, if you don't know who these names are, go back to our previous episodes. They're all on there and just look them up. So. Yeah, there's a whole catalogue of all different sorts of guests. I believe it's about 140 on now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so you have to have, go to our website, www.thebigscooper.com. Yeah, yeah, and you can look at the episodes, listen to them free, all on the website. Yeah. Um, do leave us a review. That's how people find us. So, uh, you know, leave us a review. You know, maybe you don't agree with it. Maybe you do. I don't know. Let, let us know. Um, if we missed we missed you, let us know. And uh, Or if you're thinking about coming on, you want, you've got something to tell us, let us, you know, raise your hand and send us a message, you know, so uh, that'd be good to hear from you. Yeah. 
yep so that was the go diving show roll on next year yeah 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 really looking forward to it so um the, coming up going to hear the the audios versions of us talking to patrick woodman chris jewell and christina and kevin yes yep so um these were all recorded at the go diving show and here's the audio in the canteen we we take our we take our guests to great places to record in the canteen yeah so and then keep an eye out on our youtube um channel because the audio and the visual will be available very soon yes yeah i'll try and get them out this week yeah yeah and currently our latest youtube video is an unboxing of the ocean reef full face masks yeah so have a look at that and you get to see us opening our boxes that's quite wrong it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) Go on YouTube and you can see Gemma and do her pop. <laughs> You've had too many smarties this morning, definitely. Should we move on? <laughs> yes, so I think that's um, what we've got coming up. We Our next podcast uh, will be out a week on Monday, the 20th, yeah. and that will be with Andreas from Ionity. Yeah. And they are an electric charging company but owned by several uh, car manufacturers so it links in very well with our association with ford uk yes he is the country manager uk and ireland at ionity um, who deal with all the supercharge uh, points in the uk and the rest of europe and uh, what Gemma was saying is that people like Ford, Mercedes, BMW, um, Hyundai, Hyundai, um, BMW, and they, yeah, yeah all these companies back in 2017, I believe, put a load of money in the pot and said, right, we're going to be bringing out all these electric cars because that's the future. And by 2030, it's about all cars in Europe, I believe, um, all new cars will be electric fully electric and mm. they're already you know they're already going that way as it is aren't they and uh so they then started putting these charging points out around europe and they now got some in the uk and then they got more investment from black rock Finance, that's it the investors who, yeah and who pumped another load of cash into the business and they're now expanding even further so Andre, we've spoke to Andreas in a in a Ford Mustang Maggie, beautiful looking car, yeah. uh, supplied by Hammonds Hammond Group in Aylesworth. So look out for them. Thank you, John Barker. Um, so the media will be coming out all about that. We spoke to Andreas in the Maggie underneath a wind turbine. Yeah, yeah low stuff. Yeah, in the uh, Africa Alive. Uh, overflow car park so that they've got two wind turbines on their site uh, that generate electric. i thought they were going to put the lions away didn't you? That, was, <laughs> that was a right pain dodging those lions and, you know the lions keep you know trying to get the lions off the car you know it was such a beautiful day wasn't it it was a blue sky but incredibly windy it and was the, yeah that's why have... the turbine was going, going that, that was but if you're going to speak to the Let's face it, if you're going to speak to the, uh, the top man at Ionity in an electric car, where is she going to yeah. go? You're going to be at a winter by now. Yeah. And, re- relevant. you know, I know everybody listening, you are associated to the diving world, um, but you don't need to be a diver to take something from that podcast uh, with Andreas about, you know, the way the future's going, charging points, the whole point of electric vehicles, hybrid vehicles as well. He one of the things I'm not going to say it because you're going to have to le- tune in. But one of the things he came out with about the future of the car was game changer because I thought I, I never thought of that before. Mm. So you need to tune in, and then you'll hear what he says. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, so that will be out on March the twentieth. Yeah. Okay. So look out for that. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go lie down after. We sound quite organised, don't we? We've got podcast today, podcast on the twentieth. You sound organised. I just sound. I'm making it up. 
um and then yeah hopefully we'll be diving next weekend and hopefully maybe try and get in the pool in the next couple of weeks and do some Ooh, our first our first time jumping in the water without john being there to hold our hands so uh, yeah <laughs> We, we might be communicating with each other underwater, but I won't oh. tell you what Ian wrote on his slate yesterday. Afternoon. Oh, just random stuff. <laughs> What's Gemma saying? No idea. <laughs> I, I, I literally have the patience of a gnat. That's a lot of my problem. And, and yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes. But well, practice makes perfect, and we just need to practice our skills in the water, keep them up. And yeah. also the communication side of things. Just so I've got to go up to Norwich after this to uh, survey where we're going to be diving next yeah. week, see whether it's going to be possible. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get in and get out. You can always get in, but can you get out? Yeah. Um, so uh, that's going to be one of the things I need to look at. And uh, then hopefully, yeah, we'll be sharing some footage and more media about what we pull out of the river Yeah. there in Norwich. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So keep an eye out on our social media as always. Lots of things being posted through the week. We should just say, just before we do quickly move on, um, we don't organize the river cleaning. Um, it's organized by the Green Party of Norwich, uh, in association with a couple of other groups. Um, it's not a political event, there's no green flag flying and things like that, and you don't have to be uh, aligned to any political party at all. It's non-political. It's just a community. It's a community event, all right. Yeah. And um, so, if you're in the Norwich area, or maybe if you're not, but you you know you fancy getting involved, then you you can. It's free to anyone. So, uh, but yeah, it is going to be happening next Saturday. Yeah. So. Right. We better get these uh, go diving guests on. Let's we? get them on. Yes. Yep. So enjoy, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, Ionity. Yeah, let's do it. See you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Bye. So welcome, Christina and Kevin. <laughs> uh, long time no see. You know, obviously we met on the on the zip power of the Zoom, wasn't it? All those what, yeah. two years ago now. Uh, the first time, yeah. First time over two years ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we're three years old now. So yeah. yeah. So you've been with Have us on our journey. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was one of the first ones that we yeah. did together. Yeah, yeah, yeah the so. single figure yeah. episode numbers, I think, when we yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then had Kevin. Yeah, Kevin came on. Yeah, yeah. now we finally got to meet you in person. Yeah. And the dogs <laughs> came on. <and> <laughs> yeah. They always come on. Yeah. They're the stars yeah. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so we were at the Go Diving show, so it's really nice to meet you face to face. So it's really just a, yeah, what have you been up to in the last yeah, sort of year, really? It's been very busy, hasn't last it? Last year, go on, Oh, go. last year. Well, the last year has been very busy. We've been, you know, as we went off on our own and got um, more and more, um, we started, we launched the Liverpool trips, which has been something completely different and very exciting. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, you know, it's this you know, 10 days on a boat with just people that absolutely love diving, love sharks, and it's all. Um, it's a very small group. It's six people for five of us. So there's a three for crew from the boat. It's a sailing catamaran. So it's like very quiet, very nice. And then there's the two of us. I come along. I create. We do the special shark dive that Kevin and I do. And then we do the tigers and the hammerheads and the stingrays. And obviously you're out on this boat. And Kevin takes all the videos and pictures of everything we do. And I give every other evening a presentation about sharks, about mm. caves, about conservation. And we offer it as like as a unique package, just something that there's nowhere else offered like that. And they're all divers that come on the boat, are they? Do you get any non-divers or is it just No, it's all divers, divers yeah. but it's very much an educational trip as well. You know, mm. they get quite a lot of knowledge from Christina, of course. She has, you know. And you. Yeah. And, and then six people. Yeah. yeah. So small, small group. Small group. Yeah. It's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very nice. It's a lot of private time as well. You can really mm. get to you know know these people and share a lot of knowledge with yeah. these individuals. So it's yeah. When we launched it with a, a company called Shark Explorers, who is Bahamian owned, Bahamian based, Bahamian run, so oh, it's like very much uh, for the economy in the Bahamas. 
and um, we already done. We already run our second trip this way, yeah. and then we launched 2024, and it just burst. Like within <laughs> three days of launching the first trip, we sold it out. Then we had to open a second trip, sold it out. Open a third trip, sold it out. Wow! And we're now in talks for days for 2025. Wow! That's amazing, isn't it? Um, the next thing that happened is that finally I was able to hand off the camera to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, we've seen the pictures on and now it's mine. And in six months, um, I when I when I acquired the camera, for me it was something I'd done it 20 years earlier, 25 years earlier. I wanted to be able to bring up my stories. I was like, I'm tired of asking photographers to use their pictures for my educational purposes. That's it, I'm gonna take my pictures. Yeah. And then I handed off to Kevin, and, and Kevin is always gonna shy away from this, <laughs> but the moment he started taking pictures, I was just amazed. And I'm not saying this because I'm biased. It was just mm. like, he has the eye yeah. that I don't have. I am more like the photojournalist. This is what I do, boom, this is the picture, right? And that's what I needed. And Kevin has a point of view that is creative and is artistic and is unique. Yeah. And in six months, I think, he's been able to take pictures that maybe other people would take for years. Yeah, they're pretty stunning, what we've seen yeah. on social media. So Especially with light. Playing with light, it's brilliant. So those are the two big ones. Obviously, it was a launch year for us. Um, we had several ups and downs. Um, personally, we had a health scare, uh, possible breast cancer, so there was also that. While we were running the business, while we were running the puppies, while we were running our lives, I was like, and by the way, which is part of life. But um, personally, I found we really found our base and our platform. Um, yeah, it's good to see from like COVID times when we first got to know you and yeah. then where you are now. It's just yeah. an amazing journey. So fast, yeah. so quick, and so good. Um, we've done quite a few. We had the opportunity to spend time with our families, yeah. which has been really, really, really good. Um, we had few personal losses in the last few years, which are, again, part of life. But I feel that between work being the way it is, and the, the team that we have created is it's kind of like a very balanced like I love teaching and Kevin not so much <laughs> you've got that balance the work-life balance but then Kevin picks up things that are kind of like the other day I was trying to do something he said let me do it and I'm kind of like I'm very patient I can do puzzles and he goes yes you're very patient with puzzles you're not patient with a computer <laughs> so I get up no. and I let him do it that part. Yes. Yes, and I think we, I mean, that's the good thing about it. We have both our strengths and we can very much complement each other with those strengths and yeah. I think it works very well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so have you got much planned for the coming six months? <laughs> <laughs> or nine months? Yes. Um, well, I mean, we're very much booked for the next six Seven it's months. March, so end of July, half August, we're completely booked. Completely booked. And we have something very exciting coming up as well. Is uh, We're going to the Philippines for a month. With, yes. Uh, kids yeah. Sea Camp. children, isn't it? Yes. yes. Kids Sea Camps, um, which is going to be very exciting. Somewhere different. Some yeah. So what's going to be the point of, of that? What is going to be teaching them about? Shark, Sharks, shark life. conservation, life. Uh, last I did a, a, a first runner at two weeks in Belize last year, yeah. mm. um, and uh, it worked. Like I basically showed up like a shark expert. And at first they were like, "Oh, we just need you to be on the boat and give a couple of presentations." It obviously me being me, I will be on the boat and I'd be like, "Oh, um, let me let me fix your BCD." And so one day they said, "Hey, would you like to teach?" one day of the advanced course and I'm like of course so I did the fish ID and then I said would you like to stay back and help with the dive master I'm like of course so they start moving me there are primary leading instructors and so I go along as this I guess a senior uh, experienced person who you know brings in obviously the knowledge about sharks the presentation but also has a presence on the boat and the, the kids as much as the adults can approach me and talk about that how old are the children? From four all the way to 18 and wow. the adults. Yes. And then Kevin 
I'll be there as you know the photographer to taking the videos and pictures of all the guests. And it's exciting. Yes. And it inspires like youngsters inspiring them yes. about the ocean. Totally different because our work is highly specialized with sharks and caves. So mentally is very demanding and te technical diving, cave diving, the rebreathers is physically and mentally demanding. I'm not saying that working with children is not as much, but we are going back to the realm of recreational diving. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more time to focus also more the the fun part if yeah. you want to make yeah. it like that. Kind of like looking forward to yeah, it. Nice. Yeah. Say, hey, can you teach a fish yeah. idea? I'm like, yes. <laughs> kids, kids are like sponges. They, they want yeah. to learn and they soak it up. And, you know, and that's yeah. a brilliant way of cha changing this mindset about sharks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But in a different set, there's a family setup, there's outside, out of the water activities, there's like evening activities. They do, we won't do it. Promise. We, want, we, we <laughs> still want people to, to love us, but we're, we're gonna not do the karaoke, but they do things like that. Yeah. I usually don't do karaoke because. Uh, <laughs> Might have people not liking me after that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's very much the age group that we need to inspire yeah. and need to yes. love the sharks, the yeah. oceans, because I mean, they're the one that's gonna be the next voice of those yeah, places, exactly. and they're yeah. gonna be the next ones to do something about it. So, yeah, it's and it, you know, that leads them to their careers and what they look study at school and university. We've seen it happen. You know, yeah. it's great to see people progress. Yeah. from just being touched by the ocean and then they just well, like this summer I joined you know the junior dive master which is a limited dive master training and they cannot do certain things because of liability and now she just got admitted into the university and she sends me the updates about what she's doing yeah. and now when she turns 18 she can finish her dive master so like a, a lifetime already you know of opportunities to set up by these camps that we so I'm looking forward to doing more of these camps, one or two months per year, together with our liverboards and then continue the sharks yeah. and the caves on the island. So, yeah. And it's, you know, in another part of the world as well, which is good, so it's kind of spreading spreading your wings, isn't it? Right, and, and that is where 2025 comes in. We already have new trips around the Bahamas planned, which will include the new sharks, like the oceanic white tips and other things. And from there, also the expansion into running a trip to South Africa on the sardine runs with the same people that were running the Bahamas yeah. trip to um, diversify our presence uh, within the educational diving world. But all of a sudden, it's like let let let's see and let's learn about mm. a different place and a different opportunity. And then still talking at shows like this as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I still do quite a lot of online outreach. Um, <laughs> Kevin is uh, kind of like shakes his head because I'm like, I, I don't have all time. And he's like, oh, can I talk? Yeah, sure, I'm going to send you. So I do still an average about four call, calls per week, obviously, while I'm here or not. Um, university, uh, women that reach out and say, oh, I'm doing a master's on this. I would like your opinion for an hour. Oh, I'm preparing my PhD. I would like your time for this. Um, mentorship, I want to do your, what you do, how do you do that, and so That's I hop really on these calls, and then I do schools, I have two schools lined up for Italy, uh, as soon as I get back to the Bahamas. Um, women Divers Hall of Fame? I have, do, I have a Women Divers Hall of Fame, well I do the mentorship program for the Explorers Club, the Women yeah. Divers Hall of Fame, and the Our World and Water Scholarships, uh, together we do all three, those are the official ones. And officially, I still hop on calls with random people that reach out. And by random, is quote-unquote random, is usually they have a background in oceanography and interested in pursuing a career, already some experience, they just kind of like don't know. And so I hop on a call for an hour and share what could be what it took us to survive during COVID, or what is our day looking like. It's not necessarily like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Is yeah, but it's support and inspiration for someone that, you know, that little hour can mean everything, can Correct. Yeah. Or give them ideas or read and tell them about, hey, you know, our World Art and Water Scholarship Society, the Women Dives Hall of Fame, the Explorers Club have scholarship and training grants. Mm. Have you tried to apply here? Have you tried to apply there? And give them contacts as well and contests, context, you know, say, hey, look, you're not alone and this is... And confidence, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting then, so you've got lots on. <laughs> Very, I can't believe how fast this day flew. I, I mean, know. just like, 
It's just whiz yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll be falling asleep in the car. <laughs> it's just, the time just goes so quick. But I think it's, it's good what you do because, you know, a lot of people are inspired by uh, it's been, you've inspired us in our diving, you know, and we often think about, you know, in a certain situations, what, how you would react, and, you know, somebody asked us to do quite a difficult river clean, you know, and we're like, well, oh, this would be really not right, and that was just after you'd come out the whole any, 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 you know. Uh-huh, any, 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 yeah, so that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. and that was right. Yeah, yeah, so we knew what was right for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that's good. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's great. So thank you very much for taking time. And you too, mate. Great team. <laughs> yeah. Teamwork. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for your time. It's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Okay. We are at the Go Diving Show, and we have found Chris Drill, and we're just going to have a quick catch up with Chris. Carol. Um, just to find out what he's been doing, we interviewed him last in November. 2021. 20, yeah. 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 So 97. Wow. All that time ago. Yeah. So Chris, obviously we saw you a good over a year ago. Yeah. So what have you been up to in the last year and a half? Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, 20, uh, 22 was uh, all about uh, going to Spain for me. Uh, uh, I had a big expedition, a couple of expeditions to Spain, to northern Spain, to the Picos de Europa. It's a big mountain range on the northern coast. Uh, big limestone mountains there, up to about 2,600 meters wow. in altitude. And we were based up there on a plateau at about 1,600 meters. Wow. And diving the bottom of uh, a deep cave up there called Cabeza Mutha. So that was a big focus for me. Um, was that exploration? That was exploration, yeah. yeah. So it took a, a big team of people to uh, get all the equipment uh, up there and then down the cave. Um, uh, we had to rig and install all the metal work and ropes into the cave the whole way down. Um, it's over 1,500 meters of rope that we had to put in, wow. and that took many days. And then we had to transport all the diving equipment down the cave. So that all worked, um, and uh, yeah, I managed to make an exploration dive at the bottom of the cave. Um, the sump was last dived by Rick Stanton in 1988, so you know, some well, 34, 35 years ago, um, since uh, since it, the, the cave had been visited and dived. Rick reached a depth of 33 meters on open circuit, and so I planned and I expected it to be a long, deep dive. Mm. So I, you know, I took rebreather, I took lots of technical diving equipment, expecting for a, a really long dive. Um, but actually, rather than carry on down. I went past Rick's furthest point and actually the cave began to trend upwards quite quickly. <laughs> so super exciting and I found myself um, actually um, in a shaft that was basically you know, going straight up to surface and amazing I managed to surface in some brand new cave that no one had ever visited before. Oh, wow. So, and that's, you know, that's what cave diving exploration is all about for yeah. me. The chance to go somewhere no one's ever been before and particularly the chance to pass undived sumps or, yeah. or pass sumps and, um, you know, and find passages that no one's ever been in. Yeah. So super successful. Um, you know, I did a little bit of exploration in the dry cave. Unfortunately, I reached uh, some obstacles, so climbs I couldn't get down. But that's sitting there waiting to be done in the future. Mm -hmm. And we're pretty sure that cave will connect into another cave. So that was great. Um, so that was part one. And then part two, I was in the Picos again on a different expedition, different group of, of cavers uh, over in a place called Tresviso. And I managed to make a couple of exploration dives there, including passing a sump um, which some of my friends have been in before. So there's a cave called Cueva del Agua, and it's got this um, incredible sum called the Road to Certain Death, and it's named after the Monty Python, um, kind of, kind of, you know, named as Monty Python, the kind of sketch from um, uh, the Holy Grail. So uh, yeah, I dived the Road to Certain Death, and the last people to dive that were my friends Gavin Newman and Phil Short, and they made a film about it. So you know, again, getting to kind of you know following the footsteps mm. of previous diving pioneers, and um, you know, Rick and uh, sorry. Um, Phil and Gavin had turned back at a depth of uh, near enough uh, 80 meters. Um, and actually I was able to go on beyond their limit, carry on actually again, the cave didn't go deeper. It began to trend up and become more shallow. And actually again, I passed that sump and got into the new cave there. Um, and I was really pleased to do that. So I've had a really successful summer, you know, going places and, and you know, doing big dives and, you know, and find a new cave. And that's what it's all about for me, find a new cave. So yeah. Been, Sounds been exciting, yeah. And to obviously extend that exploration that yeah. your previous people have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you go on, I, go, I get a chance to go on lots of different expeditions. Um, Spain was certainly very successful for me. Um, but you know, you go on trips sometimes and things don't work out as you quite expect. 
So it was nice to, to have it work quite so well. Uh, that was a while ago, I guess, and then more recently, I was actually back in Thailand. So uh, John Valantha and I went on a trip to Thailand. We had the opportunity to go back to Tamluang, where the rescue happened in 2018. Yeah. And we had the chance actually to go back and see the cave without watering, so, you know, not flooded. That must uh, have been amazing. It was incredible it? To, yeah. to see, you know, the dive lines from the rescue were still there. Wow. You know, we got to see quite how far it was that we'd had to, to travel. And, you know, we walked in. That was, that was really special. The, the best, you know, the best way um, for me to go back to Thailand and visit Tamlawan was to go back with, with, with John and to go back uh, with Vern, Vern Unsworth. Um, and we actually had a reason to go back. We went to the cave, not just to see it, but we went to go and actually dive some a sump at the end of the cave. So we had a, you know, a purpose. Right. And Vern arranged a big team of cavers. We had uh, a long trip. It's a long way to the back end of the cave. <laughs> um, so we were underground for many, many hours. I think about 12, 13 hours in the end. So was that further than where you actually rescued yeah. the boys from? Yeah, so we rescued the boys from relatively near the entrance, mm. um, comparatively. Uh, and I realized it's still a long way. You know, even walking in, I was thinking, crikey, it's a really long way to get to what they now call Wild Boar Avon, yeah. uh, where the boys had been rescued. I got to climb up the slope and sort yeah. of, so wow, I remember this, you remember being here? But um, underwater. But underwater, <laughs> you know, underwater, and obviously I climbed up the slope to where it came out of the water where the boys had been sitting and thinking, crikey, I came at the water here and the boys were up there. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was really special. And then we went on beyond there to the end of the cave that was many, many more hours of, of caving and some quite physical, difficult caving towards the end, quite strenuous caving. We had lots of heavy equipment as well. So yeah, super, super exciting. Great to be part of that and great to have the opportunity to go back to that cave mm. with those group of people. Yeah, yeah. So what's for the future? Have you got anything planned? For the future? Um, I've got some ideas about what I'd like to do this summer. Um, I've also got some uh, plans involving my work and there's a chance I might relocate to Australia for, for a time. So because of work, that'll give me an opportunity to go somewhere different and then that'll open up new yeah. opportunities for me. So. Uh, we'll see what happens with that, and if not, I've got some backup plans as well. Yeah, well, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So it's been good to catch up with you, and uh, yeah, just to see what you've been up to. It's great. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thank very much. Thank you. Brilliant. So we're here at the Go Diving Show, and we've listened to a few speakers. And Patrick Woodman is with us, and you spoke earlier this morning. Yes. Yep. So for people watching this, who are you, and what do you do? Uh, I'm Patrick. I'm originally from Austria. Uh, I have left Austria when I was 19 years old, moved to Egypt for five years, and now since 16 years I live in Mexico. And in Mexico I own Protect Diving Center, so I'm one of the owners of Protect Diving Centers, and I teach technical and cave diving. And rebreather diving a lot wow. in the last couple of years, um, because I'm the training director of KISS Rebreathers, and we've done a lot of work on the rebreather. And in my spare time I travel around the world, and I explore caves and teach people. Yeah, wow. popular rebreather because we spoke to quite a few people who, who dive in rebreathers. In fact, one of our friends, yeah, uh, and also Christina as well. Yeah, on kiss. Yes, the Sidewinder, because we have been in rebreathers in Protex since quite some time, since about 2001, and we have been definitely one of the most active places to learn rebreather cave diving, right? Mm. Because we're in Mexico, we're in like the hard, the Himalayas of, of caves, so to speak. So we taught a lot, a lot of rebreather cave diving but not so much like big, like the entry levels, right? Like Mod 1 or Mod 2, we didn't do that much. Uh, we also didn't sell a lot of rebreathers, right? Because we're in Mexico, usually people will buy their rebreather in the States or buy their rebreather in Europe and then just travel with it. And then since the Sidewinder, uh, with the Sidewinder, we sold over 80 rebreathers in two and a half years. And okay. I've been basically teaching nonstop Sidewinder Mod 1 classes and crossovers for the past good four years now. Yeah. One of our sponsors, they uh, serve us and look after uh, all sorts of rebreathers. And I think they, they actually look after um, KISS. Yeah. Kiss Very possible. As well. yeah. 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 It has definitely kept us busy. And the funny part is, because usually rebreathers would be like a technical diving equipment, right? So it's usually for people who want to go deeper or longer and yeah. they have to invest more money and it's heavy and it's more like type of diving. Yeah. But the sign one is quite the opposite, right? You can do extreme hardcore exploration with it. Uh, yeah. We have explored caves sub 100 meters for over our uh, duration on the bottom, several hours of decompression. Uh, we have dragged it through dry caves. We have repelled with it. We have done extreme types of diving with it. In the same time, 
maybe 85 to 90% of my clients in Europe are recreational divers that dive in lakes and quarries maximum yeah. to like 20 meters, 30 meters. Okay. So it's really quite interesting, the versatility of the rebreed in regards to the, the people that are interested in using it. So it's not all deep stuff? No. Deep dives. No, the, first of all, the Sadra is extremely lightweight, right? It weighs seven kilos. Uh, so for traveling... It's not heavy. No, 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 not at all. It's one of the only reasons we can just like jump up and down with it. <laughs> it doesn't take any physical strength to put it together to take it apart, which most rebreeders to a certain degree need that sometimes, That's right? That's interesting, yeah. And, and the best part about it is it's unbelievably easy to dive. When most rebreeders think, oh, rebreed diving is not that difficult because they're uh, rather deep. We in Mexico, we dive mostly very shallow. Mm. So. Everybody or most people are familiar with the term minimum loop, meaning that when I inhale, my counter lung is supposed to be empty, right? And the gas is in my lung, and when I exhale, it's in the counter lung and vice versa. But what they don't, or don't think about is also, in the moment I inhale a minimum loop, my rebreather doesn't have a vacuum in it, right? There's still gas in the canisters and the corrugated hose and in every place except the counter lung. So the larger that volume is, the more difficult it is to use it in shallow water. Right. Okay. Most rebreeders by default are rather large. Right? So even when I have minimum loop and I inhale, there's still maybe like 10 or 12 or 14 liters of gas left in the rebreather. Wow. So now if I ascend by like a meter or two meters in shallow water, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Which makes diving rebreeders really very challenging, specifically yeah. in shallow water. So, and it also sort of like a little bit takes the fun out of diving, right? Because you're like kind of like challenged and busy all the time. Which is why very few, if none of us have ever used before, like big size rebreeders for fun cave diving on the weekend, so, so to speak. We would usually just go open circuit. And that is completely flipped with, with the Sidewinder. And like the locals that live in Mexico, maybe 5% were rebreeder certified and now it's more like 60%. And then when most people just go Sidewinder diving as the number one tool. It's not like, oh, I'm going to use side mount, but then for a specific type of diving, I'm going to bring, no, for any type of diving, we just go with the side one. Right, yeah, it's interesting. And it's good for people to see that there's a, there is a transition from open circuit to... Yes, yeah, it's, it's super, simple. it's lightweight, it's super easy, and it's also price-wise not that expensive. I think in the UK, it's going to be about 7,000 euros-ish. I don't know what that is, like, less than sterling. So yeah, this is why, because now as a training director, I'm trying to promote to have more instructors around the world. And then everybody always tells me, it's like, yeah, but you know, our market is very small. And here's not going to sell. And I'm like, I would have said the same thing about Mexico four years ago. And I was completely yeah. and utterly wrong, right? So it's definitely something. And because of that, I spent the last two years also traveling quite intensively. I went to Asia, uh, Israel. Uh, the, I went to a lot, a lot, a lot of places just teaching people how to uh, understand one. It's almost become my full-time profession. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And I'm intrigued, if you're from Austria, how did you get into your scuba journey? Because it's a landlocked country. Yes, but we have a lot of lakes, mm. right? I started diving when I was 12 in a local search and rescue team. I'm from a 700 people village. So when you're in a village, everybody does something. You're either with the music or you're with the firefighters or with something like that. And my dad just was with Red Cross, voluntary Red Cross, voluntary mountain rescue team and voluntary water rescue team. And I joined him in the water rescue team. <coughs> and yeah, diving has been pretty much my number one uh, passion besides alpinism. And then when I was 19 years old, I broke my back in a climbing accident. And in Austria, you usually have to join military service after high school. The military said, we can't take you for one year because of your injuries. So I was like, what am I going to do for one year? I want to go to university by myself without my mates. Uh, I don't want to spend time at home. And so, you know, and they were like, hey, why don't you go somewhere as a dive guide? So I moved to Croatia. Croatia was October. It got really cold really fast. And then no, no more tourism. So then I moved to Egypt. And yeah, then I did five years there. And then in 2005, a German tourist gave me a book that was called Beyond the Deep. It's Barbara Mende and, uh, and Bill Stone exploring Huatla, the, the deep caves of, of Mexico, 1,900 meters down. Lots of British people were parts of the exploration also. And I remember opening the book in the middle where the pictures are, and I see them sleeping uh, in, in, a, in a bivouac with the rebreeders underneath it and I'm like hang on I can climb and dive in the same sport I need to do that yeah. so in 2005 I sent emails to Martin Farr actually uh, Martin Farr British uh, cave diving legend of course 
um, and a bunch of other people. And the person that sent me the the best answer back was uh, was a guy named Matt from uh, Protect, something I own now, but from Protect in Mexico, and said, yeah. So I, I went to Mexico for two months and had a, a whole bunch of cash with me from Egypt, and I said, look. This is the money I have, teach me everything there is to know about cave diving, so and this is how I started. Yeah, that's amazing. <coughs> so, so we're going to invite you back onto the podcast for a longer chat about your um, journey, So, um, but that's been a great intro to hear all about. Would be my, yeah. would be my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank that's you. Great. Thank you. Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba podcast, but if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way, you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us, or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.